This is the K-pop cast, bringing you the best sounds and ideas in K-pop each week. I'm your host, Stephanie. Hello, everybody. It's your PD name, Michaela. And for this special episode, we're discussing TAN Asia Festive Tour in Fresno. Hey, hey, hey. And answering the question, what does it take to bring K-pop where it has never been before? But before we dive in, don't forget to join the K-pop cast community on Slack and sign up for hard-hitting editorial on our newsletter. Links to those in the episode description. So this episode is mainly going to be story time from yeah. our international Central Valley mm-hmm. correspondent, PD let me, Neem. Let me set the stage for you, Stephanie. <laughs> Please so do. So it was, it was late into the night. I was, I was scrolling, scrolling Twitter, uh, you know, around 10 does. p.m. When I should have gone, you know, been sleeping like a, you know, a responsible adult. Yep, been there. And all of a sudden I see the hashtag Fresno pop up in trending. And I was like, oh, I wonder what horrible incident happened. Oh no, happened what happened? For- <laughs> It'll be trending. Yeah, me too. And I, I click on the link and there it is. TAN is touring in the U.S. And the two stops are Atlanta and Fresno. Oh, my God. Fresno. I wanted to cry. I, I tweeted about it right away. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I wanted to talk about it with everybody. And then I remembered it was midnight. And nobody was awake. <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately was in action mode. I was like, okay, this is the first K-pop concert in my city. I've been waiting so many years for this. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just, you know, I want this to be the most successful thing ever. So I start reaching out to all these people and mm. just like finding the community here so that we can do our part and see if we can get this to happen again. We're rallying the people, mobilizing the troops. Right. And then, so I, and I just had this, this whole question around this, like, how did this even happen? And like, how do we get it to happen again? How did they know Fresno exists? Exactly. So that I, that was kind of my approach for this whole experience of, of covering the show was I wanted to kind of see if we can answer those questions and then see if we could maybe, you know, get some tips for people in other cities and other places, maybe even internationally who want to bring K-pop shows to their city. Oh, that's so generous. Right? I thought you were going to just like try to get all the other K-pop acts to come to Fresno again and again and <laughs> again. Mean, Keep them to I yourself. Mean, like, I, like I said, I'm like, I really want to, you know, get the magic to happen again. I, it was it was really Yeah, cool. why not both? It, right. Why not both, right? So before we get started into this, this journey into the TAN bringing K-pop to a place that's never been before, let's talk about TAN. I'm ready for you. Walking on the moon. You're not a fantasy. Can break your one knee. Walking on the moon. Moving like a gravity. Come shake you with me. Walking on the moon. The beach in the little jungle. TAF, for you guys that don't know, is a seven-member project boy group under Think Entertainment. They debuted back in March 
in 2022, and they were formed on the NBC survival show Extreme Debut Wild Idol. Wild Idol. <laughs> yeah, with Kukan Debut Ya Sengdol, right? So, mm -hmm. did you did you see this program, Stephanie? Did you hear about this when this was going down? Um, I think I saw some trailer clips. I didn't know where I could watch it, so I just gave up. Yeah, was it on YouTube it was, or something? It was hard to find. You have to, you know, find the links mm. to to get the, the subtitles. You know, the, the best shows always are really hard to find. Mm. Oh, by the way, T A N stands for Two All Nations. Yeah, because they they're a group that's two meant all to, cities. Yeah, two all cities, all you know, townships, in... all provinces. <laughs> <laughs> Villages, <laughs> unincorporated towns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. But the, the thing about this, their survival show that really set it apart from everything else was how physically intense it was. So when they say mm -hmm. an extreme debut, they meant it because they were evaluated on like their physical stamina as well as their skill level. Wasn't there a push-up contest? Yes, they're. Yeah, That's so what I remember. Examples. They're they're like you know climbing over logs they're pushing doing push-ups on rocks they're doing bear crawls in the ocean mm -hmm. like it was <laughs> it was very much like combining the hunger games and a uh, survival show or like yeah physical 100 and idol survival yeah like kim kim jong-guk was the mc clearly of course <laughs> minho was a was a mentor and a judge obviously like, he always wins all the physical challenges with mm -hmm. idols but you know, thinking back to it, I feel like, you know, at, at this time they were filming around like 2021. So with, with COVID still going on, I feel like this was NBC's way to, you know, have a, a production outside because they were literally outside in tents and sleeping out in tents the whole time. Um, while, while still having this kind of like survival program. So I feel like it kind of like was the best of the both worlds for them at the time. So they, they go through the show and we get the seven members of TAN. Uh, so the names of the members are Chang Sung, Taehoon, Ji Sung, Sung Hyuk, Jaejun, Hyun Yup, and Juan. And all of them have they've got history. Like Chang mm -hmm. Sung was a member is a member of 24K. Ji Sung is a member of NTX. They, you know, these two groups oh, yeah. that are currently promoting. The two four K, we know they were on peak time. Yeah, <laughs> the, were. the little babies on peak time. Uh, you know, other you know, part of other groups like Rain, Scene Clown, Trey, We in Trey. the Zone. Yeah. So all of these guys come to came to this program with some kind I of I knew they prior were not experience. giving rookie energy when they debuted, honestly. Exactly. I had a feeling. I was like, these guys have been around. Mm -hmm. And since their debut, the group according to the official press release, has released two mini albums, one full album, amassing tens of millions of views, specifically on their music videos for the songs Do Do Do, Louder, and Walking on the Moon, which we've Walking talked about on the, moon. on the show because it is the boppiest bop We're out huge there. huge fans. And their fandom name is called Soda, which is an acronym for Special Oxygen Dynamic Adorable. So K-pop. So K-pop, I was so nostalgic when I saw this. I was like, oh my goodness. Yep. So tell us about the tour. Like, okay, we know about their debut. They started building success and then they started looking internationally. Yeah, taking it to all nations, which is their concept. So they have the Tan Asia Festival. 
So this is their U.S. tour. Um, and they had originally just the stops in Atlanta and Fresno, but then they added Sacramento at the end. So kind of their first uh, performances in the U.S. trying to get to a, as many regions as they could. But the the promoters for the the tour are are mostly based in Atlanta, which is why Atlanta was really more of the festival stop. Like they had uh, dance teams come perform as openers for them, nice, which is really cool to see, especially for those fans of TAN to get to perform on the same stage as them, right? But so for Fresno, they came in and performed at the Tower Theater venue, mm-hmm. which yeah, so uh, like Atlanta. Atlanta is obviously like a bigger metropolitan city and that they have bigger venues. It's a bigger scene out there. So they made it more of a festival vibe, I think, Mm -hmm. with a lot of different groups collaborating. Whereas Fresno, I'm guessing, had a more intimate vibe or like, what are we talking? Yeah, very intimate. It's like it's an actual like it's a historic theater, like a movie Mm. theater that's been converted into a performance venue. So it's very like everybody's in their seats um, but 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 everybody has a very clear view of the stage, and you really get to nice. to be present and and connect with them. I like that. I I just saw Epic High at the Fox Theater in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to my buddies who got me tickets. DJ John, <laughs> Todd, what's up? Um, and yeah, I really liked the size of that venue and how we got like the. The venue was sloped, so you didn't have to be blocked by people in front of you. Um, yeah, just had a clear view. So I can appreciate that. And so so we come to our first question, Stephanie. So why did TAN go to Fresno? That's my question as well. <laughs> right. After after they had this big old festival in Atlanta, when they came to California, why why Fresno? So uh, my first I, attempt I ain't to- mad. I'm just curious. Right. <laughs> As my first attempt to answer this question, I reached out to the team, uh, the 559 K-pop district. Um, they're part, they're the K-pop kind of subsection of the 559 night market that we have out here. It's kind of like similar to if you know the oh, 626 mark market in, in LA do. where it's like more Asia, uh, Asian American culture focused yes. market with like food vendors and actual vendors who are selling things and stuff like that. That's so cool. Is 559 the Fresno area? Yeah, code? that's our area code. Hey, we the 559. Hey, represent, represent 559. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked with uh, Mariah, Javi and Naomi from their team. Um, to tell us more about the the K-pop fam com- community here in Fresno and how they actually got in contact with TAN's team to help run the show out here. So here's the here's the first the well, first clip that I want. Okay. So first of all, can you tell me or tell our listeners like what is the five five nine K-pop district um, and how did it get started? Like how would you all meet and make this team? Yeah, so the 559 uh, K-pop district was created because it was just a bunch of performers that we got together and we were just trying to really um, expand the K-pop community in the Asian community in our valley. Uh, just because it's one of those things where it's not very well known here and people don't really have outlets here to go to. So we really want to make sure that we gave like, you know, younger generations, especially with the newer generations coming in, we want to make sure we gave them an outlet to be able to like be be free about who they want to like who they want to be and who they want to listen to without being judged and without any type of um like awkwardness like we understand because a lot of us are have like 10 years of k-pop that we've we've loved for like you know 
ever. And a lot of us grew up with bullying in school and stuff like that. So we want to make sure like we're also being advocates for those people who are dealing with stuff like that in school and letting them know like it's okay to be different. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm also a performer, but um, I mainly joined because of the same reason why Mariah was saying. I mainly wanted to give an outlet to those K-pop fans that didn't have one before because growing up, we didn't really have K-pop events here, especially dancing. Like I would just dance at home like by myself, recording covers and stuff like that. But now that there's like events going on, I perform in front of people. And I think it's nice that like it keeps growing. Like our community was started off really small, like New Era. Um, they were the first performers, like she said. And now it's gotten a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so going back to my first question about uh, your, your goals for the team, I know you talked about the, the broader vision in general, but for each of you, is there any individual goal or, or thing that you would like to see happen in the future with, with the K-pop district? Um, my individual goal is eventually I want to be able to get big enough to where not only are like small restaurants or like uh, businesses around Fresno are reaching out to us about that, I want them to also like, I want other like promoters to be able to reach out to us like, hey, like we see you expanding, we see your social media, hey, like help us out with this, like, you know, help us put on a concert or something. The big goal eventually is to hopefully have a concert sometime soon in Fresno. So I know you, some of you are new to TAN, and but I know you, you've all said you've been fans of K-pop for years now. So um, I know this is the first time that a group has performed in Fresno, probably in like the last 14 years since the Wonder Girls performed with Jonas Brothers way back when on their tour. Um, so for you guys personally, I don't know if you guys are locals, but what does it mean for you that they're finally coming here and bringing K-pop to Fresno for the first time? Oh, man. Um... To me personally, it means a lot to me that they're coming here. Even if like, you know, they're a smaller band, I don't care. I will make them the biggest band here in Fresno if I had to because it's just one of those like things that we can show other people, other promoters that, you know, Fresno has a chance here. And it's like especially being in the middle of LA and San Francisco, literally three hours away from each. And you know, where you know, things here are a little bit cheaper than, you know, those bigger cities. And to me it's like I think groups have bigger potentials here as well with like everything just being able to travel here a lot faster you know it's a lot easier to um to get here but i don't know it's just I, it's all it's all happening way too fast for me <laughs> so you're probably probably after the concert is over maybe like a few days you'll be able to process everything and... yes exactly yeah because i've I've done big tours. I've worked on full tours and stuff like that. And every time I run into new promoters, I'm like, hey, like Fresno, yeah. Hey, like what about Fresno here? <laughs> you need a spot? <laughs> so I kind of slowly been like throwing out Fresno here and there, but being able to finally see someone come and you know, it coming from a different person, it was nice to know that there are other people out here trying to get Fresno on the map. What about you guys? I mean, are you guys all locals? Are you from oh, Fresno, yeah. from the area? Born and raised. Okay, so me too. So, okay. so I'm right here with you. I'm happy to see all this happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, because I've, I've listened to K-pop since I was born, practically. My parents <laughs> loved K-pop, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, all the Finkel and stuff like that. So... Um, SES, yeah, Baby Vox, yeah. all the first gens. So finally being able to have this, it's like the little kid inside of me is shrieking because one i don't have to beg my parents to let me go all the way down to la or sf um to have this opportunity it's like a 
a big thing and it's a huge stepping stone for us um, and I really hope that it can open doors for other groups and I'm really hoping for a girl group right of but, course. Um, yeah <laughs> yeah so what about you what does it mean to have Fresno have K-pop for the first time. For me, I actually went to the Wonder Girls and oh, Jonas see? Brothers concert. Same. That was my first exposure to K-pop, mm -hmm. and from then, like, the, they were my inspiration to start dancing and like doing okay. everything. Yeah. So really, so you just showed up and like, you the opener was the Wonder Girls, yeah, and you were like, like, who what? are they? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then like, so I think that's it's just like a dream come true that another K-pop group is finally like um, seeing Fresno as a possible spot to have a concert. And the fact that it's happening is like, wow. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of juicy stuff in there. I, I really love how their motivation seems very um, personal and compassionate and down to earth. Like for, they, they just want to help folks who listen to K-pop find an outlet to find community and friends and express themselves in public. Yeah, right on to the 559 Night Market team for uh, for putting something together with that kind of mission. Um, it seems like they're, um, they're serving a community that's on the younger side. They mentioned younger generations coming in. Would that be like the college students at Fresno State? Like, who are these young people coming in? To yeah, the college students and the high school students, you know, along with, along yeah. more of the newer K-pop fans okay. who, are, who are more interested, you know, in like the, because I met them at their, their event that they did one, at one of the local uh, kind of restaurant areas that were cater more to the Asian American community. And so they were they were doing like uh, random play dances and there mm. were other vendors selling K-pop merchandise and things like that, which is, you you know, those are the kinds of scenes that a lot, especially the younger K-pop fans really enjoy, especially especially when it comes to performing and getting a chance to to dance and enjoy the music with everybody in person. Yay. No, I can just I can just see it now. That's amazing. Yeah. So so we I, with talking with them, I got a sense of like, OK, so here's a group out here who's showing the visibility of the K-pop community. You know, they're posting about it on social media. They're getting the word out. They're they're proving that there is, uh, uh, there are a bunch of people out here who will pay for K-pop shows essentially, right? Because I mean, that's why KCON exists, right? Yeah. They they were like, hey, let's let's have an event and show people that there are fans here who are willing to 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 gather and you know spend money on K-pop things mm -hmm. to prove to you know, these, these Korean companies and investors and promoters yep. that they can come and bring somebody out and it'll be successful. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great play, um, to prove to brands, advertisers, whoever's coming to want to sell to that community, like, Hey, we can bring them out. They have disposable income. Let's play ball. Right. So the, the next people that I wanted to talk to was the venue specifically. So, you know, Fresno isn't really known for having a great music scene as far as concerts and things like that. But I actually learned a lot talking with Lawrence Abbott, who's the the main manager at the venue, the Tower Theater. And I, I learned more about kind of how Tan even came to that venue in the first place and more advice that we could give to other venues who are hosting K-pop shows for the first time. Uh, again, we talked about this before, but, you know, we're we're a Bay Area based podcast and we usually cover events happening in the Bay Area and in Southern California, um, but not a lot here in the Central Valley. And there's uh, definitely a stereotype uh, that there's not a lot of stuff coming through. But you say that's not true. 
Not from where we stand, no. We're busy. Every weekend we try to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday bookings. Um, we get Sundays too. Uh, there's, we do a lot. We try to get around 200 shows a year. COVID kind of was obviously a, yeah. an issue, but we've slowly built back up. And um, no, the Valley has a lot right here. Fresno has a lot. Of course, LA and Frisco get the spotlight always. But um, if you're here and you're plugged in, you're going to see a lot of varieties of shows here. Right. So you definitely see a future where you have more K-pop acts coming through to Fresno, coming through to this venue. I'm new to K-pop, but I've been watching it gain traction over the last years. And I'm thrilled to be like the first one. I don't know. I, I, you said 14 years ago. Something, but yeah, it's cool that it's here at one of the oldest venues, too. I just think that's neat. So, oh, yeah, I would love to have more K-pop. They're really friendly to work with. People are in, enthusiastic, to say the least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I like. Um, I know this is your first show, but any advice uh, for future venues who want to host K-pop acts in the future? Yes, um, I would say there's definitely um, more attention that needs to be um, given the promoter. Um, you know, they're just language obviously barriers and things like that of course, right. um, but you just have to give it a little more attention a, a lot of things are hardwired in our business and so shows come and go and they're just emails back and forth signed up and they're going this took definitely more attention but it was so worth it and the exposure the fun like i said the excitement um the relationship that's now built right and so it will be easier and i think that's why it worked here uh, I mean, you know, for me, I was willing to do that and um, I saw the future of this and plus they're really nice people to work with. And so um, I enjoyed helping them through the hurdles of some of these things, which weren't big. But again, if you're in a new place trying to do these things, you know, it just doesn't come auto. So, um, no, it's uh, just give a little more attention, you know, and plan. It's going to take more time to get all their questions answered. Yeah, what did what did you think of what he said? I mean, it was I yeah, as somebody who has no experience in the concert promotion business, it was interesting hearing him um, you know, talk about more of the history of like the more of the history of the venue and how, you know, they were just simply found Fresno as an option and reached out and it just happened to be that there was again this visibility of the fandom here and an interest in k-pop you know as something that's not as niche as it used to be mm -hmm. and so a manager would know oh okay so i i have a reference for what a k-pop show is let's bring them over and it, it's it's very exciting to to know that we have that that eagerness and that interest here in our city now yeah yeah totally I mean, of course, um, like he said, the main tour stops are usually in the Bay Area, San Francisco, or even Oakland, where I'm based, <laughs> um, or sometimes San Jose, and then LA, of course, like LA is like where it all started, right? K-pop concerts in the US started in LA, my hometown, but like a lot of the tour buses like go right through Fresno or go around um, to go in between those two locations. So I think it's only it's only natural that they might look for how can we how can we grab everybody that's in the middle of California and pick a stop right in the center. All right. It's, it's the perfect spot, like right in the middle. 
And that and that was something I saw when I was outside the venue talking to a bunch of the the soda, the fans, yeah. was that they weren't all just from the valley. There were exactly. some people who came out of state, like Ooh. states away and traveled like hundreds of miles to get here. Dang. Uh, yeah, I specifically, I, I met up with the U.S. Tan USA fan base um, at their, their cup sleeve event, which was really cool mm-hmm. to, to go to a cup sleeve event that was connected to a show because we usually have cup sleeve events, but they're just, you know, there's there's no... no wait, wait a minute. What What is it for our listeners, of course? What is a cup sleeve event? Yeah, so a cup sleeve event is usually fans get together and they make, you know, little cup sleeves, you know, the sleeves that would go on like a cup of coffee or a drink. Um, and they put, you know, either like the group's face on them with like, a, you know, logos and and thing, their, their official logo and things like that. And just give them away to fans for free. It's part of the, the K-pop fan economy where we just, we <laughs> make these little gifts to give to each other and, and oh. enjoy the group even more. K-pop gift economy, sharing economy, hashtag. <laughs> right. So I met up with them at the, their cup sleep event that they organized, um, again, wanting to ask them about how it was, you know, coming to Fresno for the first time and organizing the event and also getting to know a little bit more about TAN from the people that know the most. Mm-hmm. The soda. So can you guys tell me a little bit about what the U.S. Soda Team fan club is? So TAN USA was pretty much created because... We found out that they were going to be going on tour, and um, that was back way back in November. And we decided that there were a bunch of people that wanted to do little projects, so we decided to work together and just make our own USA team so that we could help and help and interact and meet other soda and just spread the word about events that Tan is doing here in the USA. Got it. So you, you, you all, again, you've traveled very far to, to put on this event. Can you tell us more about this cafe event and kind of uh, and what the process has been like for organizing it? So it's actually been pretty interesting. Um, so I had the idea that I wanted to do like a message book in a cafe like months and months and months ago. But it was all dependent on, hey where are they actually going to be coming to when they come here so once we found out where it was like immediately just hit the books where's a cafe that's near a venue something then we needed to we had to reach out to um the different venues so in atlanta we actually did it at hansel and gretel bakery and then here in fresno we are doing it here at alchemist coffee lab and for both of them we had to reach out make sure that we'd be able to take up a little corner of their store and that they were fine with people coming through and if we could get stickers to put on things and play the music even in the background that they were all okay so it was a lot of extra little communication back and forth but um overall it it wasn't too bad um so got it so it's, it's clear all of you are soda um so for, again, for people who don't know TAN, can you tell us more about what set, sets them apart from other groups and why you became a soda? Recent, take your recent, time. It's a, it's, recently, I saw um, an article or a witness, personal witness of um, TAN at a cafe event that they had recently. And 
Um, even people who don't support Tan, who are just observing from the outside, they can tell that they're just the same on stage and off stage. Um, they're very kind and um, just, they're kind to each other. They work well as a team. Um, and when you see that, uh, it kind of makes it more cohesive um, between the fans and the group. Mm -hmm. Any, anybody else have an answer for, for why you became a soda and what sets them apart from other teams? So I would say that they are a group that because of their past experiences and having mo pretty much all of them having had some sort of a rough road between members that have been in previous groups. Right. And even Hyunyup and Taehoon, who this is their first time debuting, they've had their their debut path has been rough um, and they've been through a lot. So they each come uh, to TAN with like this expectation and this hope with it that sometimes you see other groups that might take it for granted. Um, and they just love every single moment that they have on stage and with their fans. So, for personally, like I, I don't know, are, are any of you locals from from California or from Central Valley? Or you're all out of state. Oh, you are. I'm from California. You're from California. I'm from Los okay. Angeles. Oh, LA. All right. So LA, you LA. came a little ways. <laughs> I, I mean, hometown's LA. Uh -huh. I'm currently in North Carolina, but I always come here very often because it. it is hometown. So. Okay. Uh, so what does it mean for you personally that TAN is finally coming here to the U.S. to tour? For me personally, it's a dream come true. It's a bucket list item that I had um, to see Joan perform because mm -hmm. uh, I've followed him for quite a, a while. Um, so yeah, it's a tick off the bucket list and I feel like you don't always get that in life. Yeah, like, like Faith said, it's a bucket list thing. I've been begging the boys to come for a year now and finally it's they're actually here I don't have to go halfway across the world just to see them um, so it's nice that they're here and they seem to be having so much fun so in addition to the selfish reasons because obviously I don't have to travel as far although living in Wyoming I had to travel a thousand miles to Fresno oh my goodness two thousand <laughs> miles to Atlanta so it's far for me but for them to have the opportunity to experience our country and to be able to like share all of that culture mm -hmm. and the food and the experience with them, I just I feel so lucky because we're able to share that with them. It's it's such an honor for them to it's such an honor for us to have them here as much as it's an honor for them to kind of see us as well. It's it's so far away like they're traveling from Korea to come meet sodas, which is insane. Um, very excited. They're also doing very touristy things. Right. Like they were just in LA in the morning, so and yesterday. So, getting having them have that experience of going to these cool places, and especially because we're such a small fandom, it's such an such a privilege that we get to, to get see, to share to get to see them here. Yeah. Because it, it's it, it's really once in a lifetime mm -hmm. at some point. So it's like the gist of what I got from when I talked with them was. You know, again, they've, they've traveled so far and it was so great for them to see a group who who has gone through so much to finally get a chance to, mm. to perform in the U.S. And it was so cute because she mentioned that it was it was on her bucket list. And one of the TAN members during the 
the the final comments at the performance was like, you know, performing in America was on my bucket list. So it, oh. it was so nice to see this connection between the fans and the artists, you know, being able to meet and do something that's really a once in a lifetime historic event for everybody. Oh, yes, yes. That just touches my heart. It's something that those of us probably living in the big, bigger metropolitan areas, the LA's and San we just don't know. Right. And, and that was the it's like, oh, part. well, I, I missed this K-pop show. I'll just wait for the other 10 that are next weekend. Yeah. I, I, I told you, Stephanie, a while ago when I, yeah. when I was sitting there in the audience at the performance, I was mostly looking at the crowd and I yeah. almost cried because it was just, again, as somebody who's been a K-pop fan for over a decade and hasn't really seen a strong community, a strong presence, you know, where mm-hmm. I live. It was just so touching to see all of these fans getting to to have this moment and to see TAN giving their all because they gave an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, it was a very emotional, historic moment for me personally, but also for my city, which I think is so cool. Yes, yes. And there's there's also that layer of, this is the first time, so we're not totally sure how it's going to go on both sides. So there's that anticipation, that curiosity, like, oh man, what's, what's going to happen? It's the first time excitement. Mm-hmm. It just means, now, means so much more. Yeah. We've covered a few things about like how maybe we can make it not the first time. So we've yeah. covered, it's good to, you know, find your community, get your community of K-pop fans, visibility, you know, posting on social media. Mm-hmm. Maybe you find people who are also into dancing and you guys phone your own little choreo group. Like that's, you know, visibility is is the first thing. And then finding a venue is the next thing that's, you know, also interested in working with a K-pop act. And then just coming together as fans and supporting each other and, and being able to enjoy it all together. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what K-pop has always been about. Finding mm-hmm. your people, expressing yourselves together, and just growing and growing until you create a world-dominating empire that swallows up everything in its wake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, again, if it brings more K-pop acts to Fresno, I'm happy. I'm happy <laughs> to, yes. to accept the, the assimilation. Woo. All right, so I guess that wraps up this episode, guys. I, a, a very personal, happy project for me hope you you guys learned something and got got something out of it it wasn't just me (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i i loved it i loved it it's just like coming full circle you know Mm -hmm. just you personally you got to go to kcon this past year and cover that Mm -hmm. you know talk about i don't know I, i i'm curious what were the the similarities or big differences Mm -hmm. between those experiences for you well i mean with kcon because it's in los angeles there's the the scale Mm -hmm. (laughs) is much bigger um which which can be a little overwhelming and even though while i was there i made a lot of more connections with people you know some people who we've worked as guests on the show and i get to meet in person with with this event again it was a little bit more closer to home I feel like I'm making a little bit more more long-term friendships and mm. more more deeper connections that I think will grow even more in, in the future. So I'm, I'm really excited. I met yes. a lot of really cool people. <laughs> I bet, I bet. It makes me want to go visit. I want to go to this night market. Right? This see this, hey. guys, come come out to Fresno. We've got okay. we've, if if anything, this is this is a great advertisement to come see K-pop come to in Fresno. Fresno. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Let's do it. 
Fucking on the